Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We saw in the previous episode that the high priest had questioned Jesus about something. High priest was frustrated with Jesus because there were false accusers coming before him and saying all these things, and Jesus gave no response. He was silent. He didn't answer. And so uh, the high priest tried to pry Jesus into saying something. Finally, the high priest just said, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus answered that question because it was truthful. And Matthew, the account says, Jesus started off with looking at the high priest saying, Hey, you've said it. What you said is true. And Mark, it says, Jesus says, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And so in the previous episode, we ended with uh, wondering what the response was, you know, uh, I think some of the people there were rejoicing and actually starting to believe us. We don't have to wonder about what the religionists did. The next verse tells us, verse 63 of Mark 14, tearing his clothes, the high priest said, what further need do we have of witnesses? So in his mind, the high priest had accomplished what they had been trying to accomplish all along, and his little ploy had worked. Why is that? Well, the tearing of his clothes is the, uh, the initial understanding, the initial reaction of the priest. He says, what further need do we have of witnesses? Why do they want witnesses? Well, a few verses before we saw they wanted witnesses to where they could accuse Jesus, find him guilty of those uh, that had consistent testimony. They'd kill him. That's what they were trying to do. Verse 64, though, the high priest says it forthrightly. You have heard the blasphemy. How does it seem to you? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. And so when Jesus says this, that you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven, they consider that to be blasphemy. And it says here that they all, okay, because the high priest says, well, how does it seem to you? And they all condemned Jesus to be deserving of death. That doesn't mean that it was all of the, um, the whole council. It said the whole council kept trying to obtain. We assume that most of them were probably here right now, but it doesn't mean that every single one of them agreed with this. Some might not have been in the area to hear what was happening. And we know later that there were some who didn't. Okay, But here, enough, they condemned him to death. Verse 65, some began to spit at him and to blindfold him, and to beat him with their feast, and to say to him, Prophesy. And the officers received him with slaps in the face. And that slaps in the face is actually the idea of uh, hitting him with rods, blows of rods is another way to translate that. That's how they were treating him. It's interesting because it says in 65 here that some began to speak at him, spit at him. Some who? Does this mean that the actual religious rulers were doing some of these things? We know there's crowd here. We know there's people here. But did the religious rulers do this? I think so. I think so. I think uh, some of them were so mad. They were so frustrated uh, with Jesus overall that when they finally condemned him to death, you know, they declared, hey, blindfold this guy. They spat on him. They beat him with their fist. And they're declaring, prophesy, prophesy. You know, um, we know that the soldiers would do that later. 
And we know that people sort of made fun of Jesus as saying things like that. But I do believe that the uh, religious leaders did the same thing. So verse 66, as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. So now the scene shifts. <coughs> it goes from Jesus being found and being declared uh, to be guilty to Peter outside in the courtyard. Let me check something real quick. I wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, I was looking at the other Gospels right here to see if they gave any more insight into what we looked at. Basically the same thing. They were just saying to Jesus, prophesy who's hitting you, that kind of thing. So Peter's outside in the courtyard. And one of the servant girls of the high priest comes up to him. And she sees Peter, verse 67, warming himself. She looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus the Nazarene. But Peter denied it. And he says this, I neither know nor understand what you're talking about. And he went out to the porch. So this servant girl, she would have been younger probably, but we don't know. Servant girl, she's a girl, comes up to Peter. She says, hey, weren't you with Jesus too? He says, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he moves away from there. He relocates himself. The servant girl saw him and began once more to the state of the bystanders. This is one of them. So she saw where he went to. He went out to the porch, and she saw him. And she's saying to the folks around her, saying, hey, he's one of those that's with Jesus. Verse 70, and again, he denied it. So it was the type of thing that uh, Peter knew what was going on because he denied it. Verse 70, and after a little while, the bystanders were again saying to Peter, surely you are one of them, for you are Galilean, too. Well, how'd they know he was Galilean? Yeah, we've talked about this before. Do you remember? How do they know that he was Galilean? Because of his accent. When he denied, when he said that, I do not know or nor understand. When he said to the bystanders, you know, that he didn't know who he was, that he denied it. They knew that he wasn't from around here. They knew that he was from Galilee. That's really interesting, isn't it? If Peter had just kept his mouth shut, if he had not responded to the girl, if he had not responded to others, if he hadn't said a word, they would have had no evidence that he was with Jesus because of his accent. Really gives us some things to think about as far as when we speak and what we say. Verse 71, but he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man you are talking about. That's the third time. Okay, the third time that he denied him. Immediately, a rooster crowed a second time. Okay, the rooster crowed earlier. And upon this third denial, that rooster crows. And Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him. Before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep. Remember, Peter said, I will never deny you. I will not do that. When Jesus had said, hey, you're all going to flee from me. You're all going to deny me. You're all going to run away. Peter said, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. Then all the disciples joined in with Peter. No, we'll never do that. We'll never do that. We've seen them flee. And we've seen them run away. And now Peter denies him three times exactly the way the Lord said. And remember the verse we saw a couple episodes ago in this passage right here, I think, in Mark 14, where it said that, uh, and or maybe it's over in John, that Jesus, knowing everything that was about to occur, knowing everything that was going to happen to him. See, he knew what was going to happen to Peter, and he knew what was going to happen to him, and yet he still did it for us. Amazing is the grace and mercy of the Lord. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.